This podcast features adults drinking beer and using adult language. You've been warned. Tashi Station Brew House, where we combine the three best things in the universe, Star Wars, sports, and beer. What's not to love? Hey, Keeks. What's going on, Brian? I mean, not too much. I've got a couple beers I'll be trying tonight, uh, and we've got an awesome guest. Hi, Heath. What's up? We've got our white whale, the guest we've been promising from episode one. It's Wait, it's me. It, it is you. It is you. Call you Ishmael. It's me. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Oh, it's so great to finally have you on. <laughs> did, did I get that reference right? I uh, yeah. close enough. Nailed it. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's clear Heath has been drinking, but uh, what else are we? I doing would. Tonight? I would. I would never. I would <laughs> never. Nancy tried this on me earlier. I would never do such a thing. Nope. Not even if uh, both of the hosts of this show kind of encouraged you to get buzzed prior to it? I mean, maybe if then. Yeah, sure. We Fine. would never do that. Not us. Oh, never. <laughs> but uh, as, uh, f- as for what we're drinking, uh, Keeks, you want to start? Sure. Um, I just went and did, I was hoping to get some fresh hop because it is fresh hop season here fresh in hops. the Pacific, here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and, uh, as, uh, as you said, Brian, your partner's sitting next to you. My partner's sitting next to me and he explained what uh fresh hop is to me this week because I actually didn't know. Um, are you guys familiar? I mean, you're probably familiar with the term, but do you know how it, it differs from other beer brewing processes? Well, I, I know in the Pico stuff I do, we use dry hops, which are sort of pelletized hops. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So the hop pellets and just like the dry hops generally, um, those are your standard um, brewing hops. And then so the fresh hop is actually like the wet hops. Um, So they basically like pick them. They don't dry them out or anything and they add them um, kind of as is to the recipe. So um, they tend to be very hoppy and very overwhelming. <laughs> um, but it's just a little bit of a different uh, brewing process. I'm not a big gin drinker, but apparently it's similar to like dry gin versus not dry gin. It has to do with like whether or not they dry everything out before they add it to the mix. So there's probably people who could explain that better than I just did. But um, anyway, there weren't any fresh hop beers that I wanted to try at the beer store, long story short. Um, I did have a bunch. We drank all of them this weekend. Um, had a really good Fort George fresh hop and a really good um, Crux fresh hop. And Fort George is out of Astoria, Oregon, and Crux is out of Bend. So 
both very good. Um, what I am drinking presently is the Ecliptic Filament Winter IPA. So Ooh. I haven't had this. It's a dry hopped cosmic winter wonder <laughs> with crystal mandari- mandarina. Wait, no, you've got to sing it. You've got to sing it. It's a, that's a Christmas carol. You I have know. to sing the carol. <laughs> Dry Hop Cosmic Winter Wonder with Crystal Mandarina, Bavaria, and Centennial Hops. So it's a big, beefy Northwest IPA winter beer, basically. Wait, I I think I can sing this. Walking (laughs) in a dry hop winter cosmic ale. That work? That work? Perfect. Yeah, it's close. It's close enough, I think. (laughs) Yes. Um, But it is delicious. The other thing that I have open here that I'll try a little bit later, as I teased before we started recording, is the gigantic Fluffy Tufts Juicy IPA. Um, And that's Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Crystal Hops. Sorry. Can you just say it again? I sure <laughs> I can. Just, I uh, love it. <laughs> gigantic Brewing Company's Fluffy Tufts Juicy IPA. Fluffy, can, can I say it? <laughs> yes, you can say it. <laughs> Fluffy Tufts Juicy IPA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so it's Citra Mosaic, Simcoe, and Crystal hops. Um, lots of hops. And it says it's dripping with all the citrus and tropical juiciness that you love. Um, and there's like a little fox uh, with like a rainbow tail on top of this person's head. So, and it's uh, beer number 75 from Gigantic. It comes in at uh, 6.3. I didn't look at what the winter ale comes in at. It's probably high. Um, do you say anywhere? Ecliptic likes to not put. Oh, 7.2. Okay. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> so that's a big <laughs> winter ale. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but. Yeah, um, and it's pumpkin beer season. I'm not drinking any tonight, but as we know, if you've listened to other episodes, um, I don't care how basic it is. I love pumpkin beer. Listen, um, we are pumpkin beer stands on this show. <laughs> that's right. If you don't like it, you can back off. <laughs> yep. So, I've, and I've got a couple bottles of different Elysian pumpkin ales, which are tend to be my favorite from this area of the country this time of year. So, I know you know all about that, Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh are you gonna crack the the jag eyes hazy well i i first off um a couple i have had uh there's been a sale on victory golden monkey so i've had a bit of that lately it's awesome. really good if you can find it give it a shot uh and uh on the hazy ipa subject uh voodoo rain voodoo rangers uh the Voodoo Ranger IPA I tend to like. It's a decent, uh, it's a decent readily available IPA you can get almost anywhere. Uh, but uh, I tried their Juicy Haze uh, or Juicy Haze IPA, which is another IPA in the hazy style, and it was real. It was pretty dang good. Uh, so if you're looking for something you can find in most grocery stores, that's one worth trying. But uh, like you mentioned. I've got a frosty glass of the J Guys IPA that uh, we came up with with uh, Kate a couple episodes ago, and uh, let's try it, shall we? Please. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, it's uh, it's it's got it's it's a it's got the bitter. Um, it's got bitter that leans towards a little more towards a standard IPA than a hazy, but it's still mm. got the same uh, stone fruit and floral tones you're expecting uh, from a hazy. And 
what's so remarkable about this is it uh the uh, pico brew uh freestyle crafter absolutely nailed the srm on this it is exactly what we picked out on the chart uh, that's so neat Has, have they all been pretty close they um i i had one that was a little off but i think that's because the pack uh the pack kind of split a little bit while uh, it was um it was in the mash phase uh but for the most part yeah they are within they're either dead on or plus or minus one on the chart so uh, yeah it uh this one came out great uh excellent recipe kate well done Awesome. I'm she's uh I'm sure jealous that she can't drink it. Love Kate, she'll just kinda drink anything. <laughs> Bless her heart. Kate, Chris, we keep telling you you can have your own Pico to make these with. <laughs> Before Maybe, the end uh, of the year, I'm gonna convince them to buy one. Uh, I know, and you're gonna kill me because we're uh we kicked the can down the road on getting a house, so we're gonna be in an apartment for six more months. But we're gonna have more counter space in the apartment, so we'll see whether or not the Pico becomes available. I am going to send you an Ikea gift card to get like an <laughs> island or something you can set oh. this up on. Oh, we'll see if this thing I really want becomes available. <laughs> sure. Oh, I have it. No, yeah, if we'll, he, we'll he didn't see. know. He, he didn't know I actually bought one. <laughs> it's just sitting boxed up. It's sitting in storage because we don't have the oh. counter space to, to use it in our apartment currently. Oh, we'll see. It's very oh. unfortunate. We'll see. We'll see. Well, well, <laughs> Heath, uh, what are you drinking lately? Uh, it's cider season. Woo! Um, what? what? Fall, fall means ciders for me. Um, and I have specifically been loving Austin East Cider. Um, they have so many different varieties. They have a spice cider, lemon ginger, ruby red grapefruit, blood orange, Texas honey. Um, yeah, I just I keep going back to the grocery store to buy lots more cider. And my go-to drink to make in the fall. Sorry, it's not a beer, but it's an apple maple hot toddy. Uh, you know that's yeah. that is as close to a comfort alcoholic beverage oh. as I think you can get. Yeah, and it's so easy to make. You just boil apples and maple syrup and cinnamon in water for a bit, and then brew some tea in it afterwards, and then pour as much bourbon as you want into it, and it's delicious. And it tastes and feels like fall, and it's very comforting and delicious. What um what bourbon do you use, Heath? Bullet bullet nice uh, always a good choice oh no it's a bullet bourbon is such a good mixing bourbon it just like it, it does such nice things when you do stuff to it i feel like it just gets enhanced as opposed to like uh, i don't know no no poo poo on maker's mark but god it's just all, always a little hot it's it's always hard to make uh make mixed drinks with it i feel like um if if they're like of the crap you, you kind of always have to overdo anything else to balance out the the hotness of the makers yeah yeah bullet bullet is a very smooth bourbon that you can yeah. like pour into pretty much anything and be like oh that's nice yeah that tastes good <laughs> um but yeah if you're looking for like a cozy fall evening and like sweats and a horror movie i cannot more highly recommend the apple maple hot toddy for that experience yeah that sounds incredible 
And tonight I'm just drinking like shitty vodka and seltzer because <laughs> it's <Perfect>. what I have <laughs> at home. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's all allowed. I mean, no. trash vodka for our trash podcast. It works. <laughs> that's I mean, right. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who? Who among us? <laughs> Um, I did want to ask you, Heath, though, what's your go-to um, cider from East Austin, though, for flavor-wise? Uh, the Blood Orange. The Blood Orange is so good. Oh, that you pretentious bitch. Great. It's fucking red. It's Blood Orange. What? <laughs> that was... That that was a... That was an internet meme. Oh, but sorry. Some of our I know have caught that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't really think that's an internet meme because I've never heard of it. <laughs> You're just not in the I'm... right corners of the internet, namely Tumblr. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, yes, okay. Yeah, okay. That, that's a, that's a, there's, there's a blood orange meme on Tumblr. Okay. Heath, right now go to Twitter and just say, what is the blood orange meme? And I don't, 30 people I don't... will tell you. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really advise against my doing that right now uh i mean that I just means I it's more fun i don't trust twitter i don't trust twitter okay. all right what am i tweeting what is the blood orange meme <laughs> that, that didn't take much convincing what is the blood orange meme SOS. i'm gonna p s help am being held hostage <laughs> Good, perfect. Cool, great. That that's interesting, though. I feel like Here's, that's a good way to see who your real friends are. <laughs> if your real friends are going to tweet about the meme anyway, <laughs> that's true. They're just going to ignore the fact that you've been held hostage, allegedly. Um, how does? Sorry, this might be too complicated of a question. How does the blood orange differ from the ruby red grapefruit? Because I feel like there's a lot of crossover in yeah. those in like a lot of drinks. So like, what makes the blood yeah. orange your fave versus the ruby red? And I assume you also like the ruby red. I do also really enjoy the ruby red. The blood orange is a little sweeter. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Awesome. Yeah, I love cider season as well. I don't drink as much of it here because there's so much other shit available and mm -hmm. fresh hop season's only for about 15 seconds while the hops are being harvested. Um, but I'm I'm sad I'm not going to get deeper into uh deeper into cider season. Oh, uh, if you missed it, I'm uh, I have to be in Europe. I get to be in Europe for 6 weeks for work. So, I'm drinking as much good beer in the Pacific Northwest <laughs> as I can in between now and Sunday. That was also a very dramatic shift in what you said. You went from I have to be in Europe to I get to be in Europe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm I'm wondering which of those two things do you actually feel about being in Europe? Somewhere in between. Those are very different. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere in between for sure. It's just that people always think that I'm ungrateful when they're like, you, but you get to go to Europe. I'm like, it's for work. Sorry. Dude, can I, I say it again? For I work. To <laughs> I totally just went therapist wedge on you. That oh, was no. So I love it. I love it. But no, I did that on purpose. It's fine. Like, oh, oh, let me <laughs> let's think about this. Um, you, you know, for like a sweeps week episode, we should uh, instead of doing a beer, we should actually do a cider because you can make you can make a cider, and all you need is one of those gallon um, uh, water cooler jugs. Yeah. Did someone say a gallon of cider? Because I'm there. Well, <laughs> it wouldn't be a gallon of cider. You just use the 
gallon jug is a fermentation oh, device. Then that is that is false advertising. It's still going to be a lot of cider, Heath. Uh, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be like like some to plenty. Um, How many gallons do I have to do to get an actual gallon? What's, what's the conversion rate? It's a great question. That, that's a great question that we will have to research. <laughs> we'll get back uh, to you on that. You're running yes. a podcast on this shit, and you don't know the answer to that question. We're a beer <laughs> podcast, not a cider <laughs> podcast. What's the difference? Uh, there's a lot there's, of difference. There's a, difference. <laughs> there's a really big difference. Even I know that. Yeah. Ciders and Heath, you're going to closer educate. to wine. <laughs> <laughs> and Heath, today you're going to learn all about the difference. Yeah, I sure am. I don't know anything about what we're going to talk about in a bit, but I'll learn real fast. It'll be fun. Yeah, you're gonna enjoy it, I think. Well, let's talk about sports first. Yeah, let's talk about sports. Sports. Uh, So, since we last gathered, uh, my Seattle Mariners officially flamed out again for the seventeenth straight fucking year. This is not surprising, and I'm so sorry. (sighs) Like, at some point, you have to respect the streak and be like, "This is our thing." (laughs) I mean, the the only way you can be a Mariner fan now is if you appreciate dark comedy. It has taught me to appreciate sports in a very, very different way. (laughs) I I think within the next like three years. Seattle has to ask itself, like, at what point does this, like, become the thing? And we, like, root for the team to not make the playoffs. Because, like, that's the, that's just, like, our call to fame. I mean, I at this point, I'm convinced if the Mariners make the playoffs, uh, it is the first harbinger of the end times. <laughs> okay. um, Same if Portland Will... gets a baseball team. <laughs> Will... Will Seattle consider... A game 163 as making the playoffs. Uh, technically, no. Game 163 wouldn't be making the playoffs. It would have well, to no, be. No, it, it'd have to te- be the wild. Not technically, will the city of Seattle be like, we did it? No, because we have better sports teams. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so they would have to at least make the wild card game. Yeah, Which, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Do you think there will come a point where it's like last game of the season, Mariners are like tied for the last wild card spot. So it's like if you win, you make the playoffs. But the starting pitcher for the Mariners is like, you know what? This is our thing. <laughs> I mean, it would be the most Mariners thing ever to go into game 162 tied. Like our our thing is not making the playoffs, so I'm gonna make that happen and just pitch underhand. Yeah, I mean, game. losing out on game 162 when all they needed was a win to get in yeah. that would be the most Mariners thing ever. Yeah, and I would I would love for it to be a pitcher who is like, you know what? Let's own this brand. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I. That's that seems like the logical timeline <laughs> for this team. Meanwhile, the Seahawks are men. I should feel bad about watching the NFL. Uh, yep. Same. We finally got rid of our cable, so I'm like watching passively watching less of it. I don't really have. I mean, we talked about this, I think, maybe on the first episode or something, but I don't really have an NFL team. But if it's like on, I will definitely watch it. And we had Red Zone when we had cable, so it was just, like, on for 18 hours on Sunday. (laughs) 
which starts at 10 o'clock on on the west coast god the, like, the, NF- it's the nfl so is just early yeah the nfl is just becoming this increasingly unwatchable product yeah, and, and, really and the league becoming. is like, wait, 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 hang on. Okay, I mean, becoming. it was already there, and we've just we're just falling off the cliff, and just becoming something abjectly horrible. At this point, some carny is like throwing the stragglers off of the Ferris wheel, right? <laughs> uh, and it doesn't help that the league is a fucking joke, and um, yeah, everything about also- it is awful. And also that have you read there's a uh there's a new book out about the NFL by Matt Bai and he's a great journalist. Have you read it? I have not. I need to pick that one up. Um, yeah, what what is it about? Is it like CTE stuff or is it just like everything? Yeah, it's just like an inside story of the NFL. And he's he's an amazing reporter, so he clearly has like good sources. Um I haven't read it because I don't care at all about the NFL. Um, but like you've heard I've, good things. Yeah, I've heard good things, and things of his that I've read in the past have been very good. Awesome, good recommendation for us trash people who know who feel guilty for watching the NFL. <sighs> <sighs> Only always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, my Seattle Sounders are doing great. Fuck the Sounders. Yeah, they are. They're, they look great. <laughs> I'm sorry. Does that bother you, Port Scum? <laughs> all right. All right. Relax. Wow. 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 Oh. It's like the biggest rivalry in the the MLS, which is saying nothing. But um, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, in the what? In the in 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 a what? I don't know. Um, in I, the I, le- <laughs> I think Seattle Portland is legitimately a great American continent's rivalry. Oh, totally agree because it started when they were USL teams. Yeah, so, so it it's goes been back around for a 40, long time. 40 year, 40, 50 years. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's one thing, but just right. you know, if it if it's a legacy rivalry, I buy it. It is. It I'm, is. Which I is am. Cool. I am in. I am so into rivalries that like go back long, 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 long time ago for like shit that doesn't even matter. At oh, all. I mean, but, it, it is definitely the Yankees Red Sox of great. North American yeah. soccer. Right. Absolutely. What was the start of this rivalry? Was it the sale of some farm animal to somebody? <laughs> I, I don't know, like, technically what the... Because it started at, what, in, like, 82 or that something? That is my favorite trope of sports rivalries. It's like, this one farmer was a fan, and he sold a <laughs> goat to so-and-so. Sadly, I don't think there's a great story like that. It was, It's just geography and Seattle like, and yeah. Portland having just an like, adversarial relationship. You're kind of close to each other, so... Yeah, okay. And we're, pretty, we're pretty close. We share a lot of the same shit, like highways... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then there's Vancouver, where who we just kind of all pat wait, on the head. Wait, no, no, no. We have to go back to the highways <laughs> thing because I, I live in New York City, and I share highways with a lot of people. Yeah, but like it, it's you different know, in the out, Northwest. Out west here, there are okay, there are so few okay, of them. Fair, fair. There are so that's few fair. of them. That's I mean, fair. if you there is pretty much just Interstate Five connecting everything out here. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly right. You can take it all the way down to California, too. Can you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to road trip out to Disneyland, you take Interstate 5 the whole way down. 
You just it's just like we have the oh, one why, highway. Why are you not also giant rivals with the LA teams. Because they're so far away. Yeah. But it's on the, the same road. And there <laughs> there are two LA teams out there already who have their own Ugh. rivalry. Yeah, and like, you know, LA fans are notoriously terrible sports fans. It's not as fun. Yeah. Like Seattle and Portland both have like amazing fan bases i would say there's a reason everyone makes fun of dodger fans yeah (laughs) yeah um plus like portland and seattle at least share like kind of a lifestyle right we have like kind of big big tech we're like we're intel they're microsoft blah 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 um amazon and etc now seattle's definitely bigger than portland it's huge but um you know we share the same shit weather so <sighs> I'm, yeah, uh, there. It's whereas LA is beautiful all the time. We can't understand those people. <laughs> they don't suffer like we do. Sun upper seventies all the time. Ugh, <sighs> pass. I only can do sun three months out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, the Sanders play tomorrow. I'll be home watching that one. Uh, they're playing Orlando. I could have gotten tickets, but. Uh, I don't want to deal with the Orlando fans. Um, yeah, true that. So, yeah, I'll be watching that one from home. Uh, and Seattle maybe getting a hockey team, an NFL hockey team. That'd be dope. Please name them anything but the Totems. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's... Isn't that what won? They registered a trademark for that, among oh, other things. Really. And God, I really hope that's not it. It's that's it's just not a good idea. I'm sorry. The totems, yeah, mm-hmm. as in totem poles. Yep, uh-huh. the racist, the racist way. Uh huh. That sounds bad. Yep, <laughs> it's not great, Bob. <laughs> um, and we would be remiss as a Portland semi-Seattle podcast if we did not uh, pay tribute to the late great Paul Allen who passed away two days ago, something like that. Uh, yesterday. Um, um, yesterday. Owner yeah. of the Seahawks, so he, owner of the uh, Portland Trailblazers, and minority owner of the Seattle Sounders. Yep. So he, uh, I saw him at many, many, many uh, Blazers games, and he's a, he was an extraordinary guy. He was one of the co-founders of Microsoft, and it's a, it's a big loss, I think, for both communities. And he was, yeah, he, he's always been a, a huge a huge proponent of all of the good parts of sports. Yeah, so. and he was a Seattle and Portland just institutional legend, just huge f- philanthropist, uh, responsible for so many great things uh, in the areas. Uh, there's the uh, Mopop Museum uh, in Seattle. Uh, he donated so much money to uh, universities in the area. Um, and, I, I mean, yeah, he was a great sports owner, but... Uh, if you didn't live in the Northwest, uh, you probably didn't get exposed to the great work he did in the area. So he will definitely be missed. Yep, for sure. That's why it's why we have to bring him up. Um, and in other things that hurt all of our hearts, wait, wait, should, wait, we make, wait. should we make Keith talk about baseball? No. <laughs> Can I talk about the Paul Allen thing? Yeah, yes, yeah. Please. All right. So you just said, like, if you didn't grow up in the Pacific Northwest, Here's a perfect example. I was watching Sports Center last night, and I saw the breaking news that Paul Allen had died. And I immediately thought of Ray Allen, the basketball player. I was like, uh, no, he's he's so young. The former Supersonic. Too <laughs> yeah. soon, Heath. I was like, oh no, Ray Allen. 
And I was like, oh, no, Paul Allen. I have no idea who that is. Like, I literally had no idea who that was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you weren't if you weren't from the Northwest and just ingrained in sports and tech culture out here, you probably didn't have too much of an idea who he was. Yeah, he yeah. he sat in the same seat um, at every Blazers game, but in the end zone on the uh, like four or five rows back. It, it's just like, you know, they would flash him every game. He was always wearing kind of like a suit. But mm. no tie, just kind of like a Good. sport coat and like a hat. <laughs> just like, I'm relaxed and at a basketball game. Exactly. And Don't he would always me. just, yeah. Well, and it, it's not even, it wasn't even that. He just like loved the game Good. and loved the team and loved the city. So he's one of, he's one of the few bridges that Portland yeah, and, and Seattle have. He, did, he um, own, did he own the Blazers during the Rashid Wallace years? Um, I think he I, did. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. I think yes. He, he's on the Blazers for a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a good question, though. I don't and know when he. I, he, he definitely kept uh, basketball in the Northwest alive, mm. um, especially considering the Sonic. Sonics' yeah. fate. Yeah. When is Seattle getting a team back? They need. That's... They need one fucking ASAP. I'm so, like, so, I mean, this is so stupid. This it's is actually so some. Uh, this is actually some sports news we can talk about. Um, the Seattle uh, Seattle has an arena group in place that are renovating Key Arena uh, with the express purpose of getting an NHL team, like we just mentioned. But the secondary goal is getting. But, an, we, getting... We, but but we know why they're really doing. Yeah, it. they're really doing <laughs> yeah. it to get an like, NBA team oh, back. Wink, wink, NHL. Sure, yeah. Oh, but look at all the space we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, look at this arena that we've rebuilt. That just happens to be perfect for the NBA. Also, can I take this moment to say, fuck you, Oklahoma City Thunder. Fuck you. Isn't that weird how this arena we built would be perfectly suited for basketball games? And also hockey games. It's like a staple center of the Midwest, of the Northwest. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh yeah, Paul yeah. Paul Allen bought the Blazers in '88, dude. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. been owned them forever. Yeah. He owned them forever and a half. He was around when Rashid Wallace was a child. Yeah, yeah he okay. was there. He was he was there during true Jailblazers time too. Jailbla- the Jailblazers. Oh my God, the Jailblazers! I haven't thought of that term in a while. <laughs> throwback. Uh, let's hope it remains a throwback. Uh, please remain a throwback. I hope no one on the Trailblazers does anything stupid. Anyway, you said you had questions for me. What's oh, yeah. Now? How sad are you about the Yankees? <laughs> I'm... Here's the thing. Uh, hmm. <laughs> How do I talk about this <laughs> in an appropriate way? I'm very sad about the early exit from the playoffs. Um yeah. I am not surprised by the early exit from the playoffs. Dude, uh, like, I didn't really follow baseball this year. It's hard to follow baseball on the West Coast if you're an East Coast fan. Um, And, God, every time I turn the TV on to watch, like, the Yankees play, like, you know, close to the end of the season and during the season. They were doing something stupid, yeah. Well, (laughs) I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say... God, where did they get all these no, big, no. big giant dudes from? Like every but single dude on the Yankees. The, has, the big like, giant dudes were also doing stupid shit. This is true. 
Like the, <laughs> I'm not here the, to argue with you. The, 20, the 2018 Yankees were the epitome of like me pointing and being like, look at my large adult son. Who <laughs> is a failure in every way except being large and adult. <laughs> um, like, I, yes. However, I think they're like maybe as likable as they've ever been. Oh, they sure. The they sh- no, yeah, no, like, no, no, no. They, they were more likable last year. Oh, he, yeah, they were super likable last year, too. They, they they added Stanton, which was a knock on the likability. And like yeah. the longer people like Aaron Judge are around, the less likable they become. Like <laughs> la- last year was like a magic year where it was like, who's this large boy who is hitting 69 home runs? Nice. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> exactly. It, like won't ever happen again for him. <laughs> so exactly. like. I'll I'll always be sad about them not actually going to the World Series last year because I I just like I like felt in my like for lack of a better word bones <laughs> during during the playoffs <laughs> I I didn't say another thing um during the playoffs last year I was like this just like feels like like a moment that you know for lack of a better term. Um, but it didn't happen. And it also didn't happen this year. And D.D. Gregorius is having Tommy John surgery, so it's not going to happen next year. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I have a question from Nancy. Uh, is Heath upset about D.D.? <laughs> Just a little bit. But if it means we sign Manny Machado, whatever. I don't, I'll... We can figure out where Didi plays whenever he comes back. But. If we sign Manny Machado, whatever. Oh my God, Heath, this is why people hate Yankees fans. <sighs> this is why people hate Yankees fans. I mean, I can't say anything. I'm a fucking Red Sox fan, so it doesn't matter. But Right, like, here, here's the thing. Would a Red Sox fan be saying anything different? Would a Dodgers fan be saying Absolutely anything different? No, like- because fuck all of them! That's right. Large market teams were <laughs> terrible. Fuck um, all the teams that are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have so much money and we don't even know what to do with all of it. Um, <laughs> at least we don't make our players any, shave their any, face for no any, reason. Oh! That is, yeah, that, that is stupid and should end immediately. <laughs> Agree. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Red Sox are good. I think, like, everyone's oh. going to be sad. By everyone, I mean the cable networks are going to be so sad because I think Houston's going to make oh, it that, instead that, of the Sox. So can, Astros are too okay. good. They're so Astros are so good this year. But uh, can we all agree on one thing? Fuck the Astros. Uh, Why? Yeah. I mean, fuck the Astros, but like, fuck St. Louis is the real. We can all agree on fuck St. Louis, I wait, think, can't we? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You're a Red Sox fan. But your biggest gripe is against the St. Louis Cardinals who didn't make the playoffs. Okay, I, I'm, I'm no, going to agree with Keats just, on this one. I was saying the three of us who have three different baseball allegiances should be able to agree on one thing, which is the cards can get the fuck out of my face. They're the fucking fun police and they can go to the hell. Worst. <laughs> They're the worst fans. Okay, but... <laughs> Oh, I mean, like, my biggest rivals are obviously the Yankees. Right. And that's fair. But I was saying, as something the three of us can agree on baseball-wise, I hate the, I just hate No, the here's so the thing. I'm not agreeing to this. 
You don't hate the cards? No. Who doesn't hate the cards? Everybody hates the cards, except for cards fans. I mean, this is true. Everybody hates the cards, except cards fans. Albert Pujols played for the cards for a long time. Yeah, yeah, we know. Albert Pujols was like the one redeeming thing about the cards for years. Yeah, as an organization. And it's a pretty fucking big redeeming thing to have one of the best players of all time play for you. (sighs) I I don't like this, and I think you're going to get blowback that you don't anticipate, Heath. (laughs) I think the anti-cards fans are coming for you. Don't come for me unless I sent for you, Cards fans. <laughs> That's all I said. Um, oh, so let's stop arguing a bit about baseball. Heath, are you getting into soccer? Is that what I heard? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to, I Did think. Did you pick a Premier League team? Uh, so, yeah. Um... <laughs> about that <laughs> so no is the answer no i did except it's the one team that would be predictable to pick and i feel self-conscious about it you picked the yankees of the premier league didn't you i sure did did you pick man U or man city man city yeah see i'm a man U fan and they're more the yankees of the league no. as far as like timeliness is concerned man city's a little more right. likable as far as i'm concerned Yes, here. Fuck Man City. I'm a Man U fan. Man Heath, why do we always have to get into fights? <laughs> we're not. We're not fighting. We're not I know. Fighting. Well, it's fine. Jose Mourinho. Fight. Yeah, I don't understand how he still has a job, and I just like need need help. Um, I just here, can't watch soccer anymore. Here are my reasons. <laughs> In July, before the season started, I invited one of my dear friends over, and we got really drunk. And looked at all of the uniforms for all the teams. And you like blue? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, that one for you. And I was like, okay, I'll keep that in mind. Oh, my God. And they're good. They have a track record of success, which is important to me. You You can't, like, jump into a sport and be like, oh, this team that never wins a thing i'm so into this right now you know like if you're if you're like just getting into it you have to pick a team that's gonna win a lot that that's not true but okay no it it (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a real yankees thing to say (laughs) well okay but like (laughs) Here's the thing. I'm speaking specifically about a sport that you're not geographically connected to in any way. Like, okay, it's literally happening like a continent away. You have to wake up at like six o'clock in the morning to watch it. Like you have to pick a team that will be like enjoyable to watch in that I, situation. I think that's your opinion. Because I'm like, when I, well, no, I, I don't have a good reason. I'm a Man U fan because I've always been a Man U fan. Because right. the dude I used to date has when, was when, did, fan, right? when did you become a Man U fan? Uh, oh, like when the Premier League came to the US. Like, I haven't been a Man U fan for that long. But, um, and they haven't really been that good since I've been a fan of them. But it doesn't matter because I made my pick already but if i like had the chance to do it all over again which i know is not how sports works which is why i'm not doing it yeah. all over again who, who I would, would like, you pick right now who would you pick right now <laughs> um 
That's a good question. Like I would I would do some research into like what the fan bases are like and like what I did the that because at first at first I was like Chelsea, but then I was like, oh, they're racist bitches. <laughs> they're all mm-hmm. racist. Mm-hmm. Nah, Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but <laughs> like the, yes, the, fair the, enough. The royal uh, Chelsea's Chelsea's uniforms are really good. The that royal blue is real good. They are. They are. So, so they were they were like my first choice based on uniforms, and I was like, no, they're they're bad fans. So no, I probably if I had to do it all again, I'd probably be an Arsenal fan. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, after the twenty, what was the last World Cup after this one? It's every four oh, years. Yes, the one that's coming up. You mean it's- no, no, the one before this one. Oh, the Brazil? one that just happened. Yeah, the one in Brazil. What year was that? Was that 2014? It was that long ago? Yeah, 2014. Yes. 2014. I'm old. No, 2015. No, no. It's, it's four years, right? It's every four years? Yeah, so there's one happening next summer, right? 2019? No, there was one this summer. So 20... oh, the last Men's World Cup, you mean? Yeah. Men's World Cup. Yeah, 2014. The Women's World Cup is, yeah, the Women's World Cup is this summer. All right, so the last Men's World Cup, which was, I guess in 2014 and now i feel really old and awful um <laughs> i fell in love with alexis sanchez while watching <laughs> okay there's just like cool. something about like, he was just he just had this like frenetic energy just like this like uncontrollable like passion for playing soccer that i was like yeah this, this is like really fun to watch you just like freak out <laughs> on this soccer field. Um, so I was like briefly an Arsenal fan mm. in 2014, I guess. But it, it like didn't last long because it was like, oh, I don't, it's hard to follow. And <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's my so one very so exciting. Hard. That's it's, my it, one very exciting Europe thing. So I'm like, oh my harder. God. I get to watch the Premier League at a normal ass time. I don't have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm very like, excited. Oh, you want to be a soccer fan? <laughs> Fuck are you. you. Are you sure? <laughs> I, I have to say, so watching silly. the Premier League is much easier on the East Coast. Oh my god, it is. It sure. sucks right. on the West Coast. Right. You're getting up at like four o'clock in the morning to watch matches, yeah. right? Sure am. I'm not, but theoretically I would be. I'm like doing that. Thing. I'm a natural early riser. Like I'm I'm up at that time anyway, so that it's like not a thing for me. So like it's like naturally like a yeah, I'll like get up on a Saturday and put on a soccer game. So like I don't know, it it works. It's just it's also like it's happening so far away and like so few people here actually care about it that it's like, who do I even talk to about? Yes, that's the know. difference. That's the difference. You you can find people if you look for them. I would say like if you, um, if you find a bar like a Man City bar, you'll make soccer friends. That's my kind of two cents. Um, because that's every single bar in Portland, basically 75% of them um, also have like a, a soccer twinge to them. So that's cool. Um, 
it's just really easy to find soccer fans here because it's such a, a small community and it's one of the two real sports yeah. that we have. So, so I will say I googled Manchester City bars, New York City. I found one listed in Brooklyn, which is where I live, and I went to it for a match, and I showed up, and the guy was like, "Oh, we're a college football bar. We only show college football." And I was like. What are you what talking about? What? And there was this group of like Texas University ex sorority girls there who were watching the Texas game and being loud about it. And I was like, oh God, I've made a huge <sighs> That's exhausting. So don't I would Yeah. It I would encourage you not to make a phone call and say, Hey, are you showing like, the man sitting here like, this morning? Are you actually what this website says you are? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know we hate the phone, but yes. <laughs> yeah. so- soccer people are some of the best people I've ever met. So anyway, yeah, I like anytime there's a World Cup, I get really sucked up by it, and like, oh, and this last World Cup was such a great one oh, to get the into. World World Cup of chaos! Come on, oh, so good for someone who has no allegiance to any team because their country sucks and didn't even qualify, like. This was the World Cup of World Cups. May I encourage you to get into women's soccer? Because <laughs> the, I mean, uh, the U.S. women's really national good. team is playing because, out of their minds right are, now. We are good at that. We are, we are very. We are. We are ranked number one. Good at that. <laughs> like, and we yeah. are. We are won the last World Cup. Good at that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's um that's the other thing. Since the Thorns lost, I'm like very much hanging on to how well the U.S. women's national team is playing. Um, the CONCACAF finals tomorrow versus Canada. No one could see that coming. Everyone could see that coming. <laughs> we we already qualified, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, we qualified Cup, yes. already. But the final for CONCACAF is tomorrow. Okay. Doesn't matter. I know. This is a very niche soccer bullshit thing, which is why people hate it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> what should we, ta- okay. should we talk about? What, brewing beer, maybe? What soccer <laughs> thing is not a niche <laughs> bullshit? <sighs> I know. Hang on. I didn't get to talk about the NBA. <laughs> oh, I know. Yes, let's talk about the NBA. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, I know. I skipped over that on purpose. <laughs> are you? Are you a Knicks fan? I. All right. Here's my. <laughs> If you are, thoughts and prayers at this difficult time that's here's, been happening for years. Here's my NBA story for you. Um, I was a Michael Jordan fan in the 90s, as any 90s child was. If you liked basketball, you were a Jordan fan. If you liked baseball, you were a junior fan. And for like six months, also a Jordan fan. <laughs> I mean, it was impossible not to like him, like, like, enjoy like, watching him. Here's the thing. Dude looked good in that batting cage, but he couldn't hit for shit. Anyway. Nope. <laughs> also a bad golfer. Um, I then became a giant Kobe Bryant fan. Um, when Why are as you, he- like, telling us these terrible things? <laughs> these aren't How- terrible things. Oh, I- my God. I, being a Kobe fan is being no. a, a fan of this. It's being a... Oh, God. Fucking fucking Kobe. Being a fan of... Oh. 
nothing. Being a Kobe fan in the NBA is like being a Yankee fan in baseball. <laughs> I I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> oh, Brian, please help me. <laughs> no. <laughs> my my relationship with basketball has always been like gravitate to like the player who is like the player of the NBA. Um, and I like I grew up in the middle of nowhere, so I I had like no geographic ties to anything, which like allowed me to adapt this like I'm a chameleon and I'll be a fan of whatever's popular kind of thing. Um, so I was a huge Kobe Bryant fan for a long time. Went as him for Halloween one year. Oh my god! Oh my god! Really, Heath? I sure did. Don't worry about it. Um. <laughs> And then became a big LeBron James fan. <laughs> yeah, you can both sigh loud into the microphones. I get it. I know. I'm insufferable. It's fine. But also, I Parents, don't let your kids fun. grow up to be Yankees fans because they turn out like this. All right. But also, <laughs> here's the kind of... I don't know if it's ironic. Maybe we can ask Alanis about it. But... Um, <laughs> The thing about, see, that was a joke because nothing in the song ironic. No, is we, we, we got it. Yeah, cool. we, we got it. Heath. Um, the thing about my Yankees fandom is it was actually geographic. <laughs> I grew up in an era that was equidistant between Philadelphia and New York. So it was like, oh, choose your own adventure, Philadelphia, New York. And it was like, no one is going to be a Phillies fan. Wait, where are you from in New Jersey? In Pennsylvania. Did I say New Jersey? Pennsylvania. No, but you said equidistant. So yeah. northeastern between... northeastern Pennsylvania near okay, Scranton. Okay, fair. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I'm from South Jersey, so yeah. people people ask. So so yeah, so it was like choose your own adventure, Philadelphia or New York. And at the time I was growing growing up, no one in their right mind would choose New York or Philadelphia in that situation. Uh, yeah, they were terrible uh, in the yep. '90s. Terrible. Yep. So the Yankees were actually a geographic choice. Everything else is like a, I, like I just enjoy watching good sports. <laughs> and LeBron James will always play good sports. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're a bandwagon fan. No, I'm a fan of whatever team LeBron James is playing for right now. So you're a bandwagon fan. The, yeah. So he, no, he, he is could, your is it, your favorite player in the NFL? No, no. There's nothing wrong with it. If Band, that's what brings you joy in sports, there's nothing wrong with being a bandwagon fan. Bandwagon fan implies you cheer for the team that is doing the best right now. I am under no impression that the Lakers will be the best team in the NBA this year. And if LeBron James signed for the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow, who are probably going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA this year, I would become a Brooklyn Nets fan. And they <laughs> would, would not they be... would they would still be really bad. And my becoming a Brooklyn Nets fan in that circumstance, I don't think meets the definition of bandwagon. I think it does because the Nets would go from one of the worst teams to probably making the playoffs if they added LeBron, even if everybody else on their team is trash, as evidenced by when they drafted him on the Cavs. Wait, mm -hmm. wait, you, 
you don't become you don't become a bandwagon fan of a team that is like oh maybe they'll make the playoffs like you become a bandwagon fan of a team that you know is going to do well but and like, you know oh, like, that any team LeBron signs on is going to do well maybe maybe they'll make the playoffs isn't like good it's not a good enough bar to be like yeah I'm a, a bandwagon fan now <sighs> agree to disagree my friend how about we brew a beer <laughs> let's brew a beer please <laughs> right. let's do it Y'all are going to have to talk to me about a lot of shit here, I think. I mean, that's what we're here for. It's easier than you think, Heath, promise. All right. So, Heath, if you've listened to any of our previous shows, you know that we theme a beer around a Star Wars character, thing, or event. And Uh Uh we all know what you're going to choose, but why don't you just tell us anyway? Yaddle. No, I'm just kidding. Bitch, please. Uh, Let's make a Zuv beer. Let's make a Constable Zuvio beer. Okay. We're going to make a Constable Zuvio beer. So, uh, as a reminder to listeners, we use the Pico Brew C system and the Pico Brew uh, Freestyle Pico Prat Crafter to create our beer recipes. And uh, that Pico Pack Crafter gives us a multitude of styles to choose from. Uh, so, Heath... Mm-hmm. Looking at the styles there, what would you choose yeah. for Zuvio well, and why? Well, um, I see here a style that if J.J. Abrams had his way is the one that he'd pick, and it's called Blank Beer. It's just water, 0% alcohol by volume. I think that's the one J.J. would pick. <laughs> but <laughs> you are never going to you're never going to get a oh, never. freedom about this, are you? No, no. Unless, unless and until Zuvio gets what he deserves. Um, 15 seconds in the background somewhere? Yeah, oh my God. that would be enough. Wow. Maybe, maybe 30. Okay. <laughs> so if JJ wasn't choosing the beer, but you were, what's the style you'd pick? It'd be a season. All right. I'm excited. I've been hoping for a while we could do one of these on the show. A hot. Can I read it? Can I read the description? You absolutely can. Zuvio is a hoppy. Wait, when do we name the beer? Uh, We named the beer at the end. Okay, cool. Uh, This beer inspired by Constable Zuvio would be a hoppy deep gold season. It is Standard bodied and high strength with citrus, floral, and herb notes. Excellent. So, a saison. Um, there's a lot of room we can go with this because a saison traditionally is just made with stuff that's available nearby. Um, so oh, cool. <laughs> so just yeah, like any anything. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah, if I, I, I would be, uh, not to say I would be remiss again on this podcast, but I'm going to, um, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up my favorite description of a Saison, which is, it tastes like if you poured beer on a horse. <laughs> I have never heard oh. that before, but that is one of oh. the most accurate descriptions oh. of a Saison I've ever heard. And it's fucking perfect. Oh, it I'm is. so happy. I'm love so happy. It. I love it. Do we get to pick also, which horse? 
<laughs> sure. Also known as a farmhouse ale, yes. aka for that reason, because it can saisons. I would say probably now are you know trend towards spicier. Farmhouse is more like the funky, uh, like weird yeasty kind of different, um, almost a sour type. But we get to. That's why saisons are so great. They encompass so many things. Mm. Mm, there's so much going on, and it's so unappreciated. Agree. It's a perfect Zuvio beer. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel, Eve. <laughs> it's oh, so unappreciated. Just, like, erased by so many bars. Anyway. Wow. What, wow. what do we do next? <laughs> so, at this point, we can modify the grains. That are going into the beer, and uh, this is going to be heavily where we influence the ABV percentage, or the alcohol by volume. How strong do you want this beer to be? So, Heath, essentially the big question now is, how strong would a Zuvio beer be, and why? (laughs) Are Are you sure? I'm absolutely sure. Um... Oh god. Um it would be somewhere like exactly in the middle. Cuz he is a man not a man, a Cuso <laughs> who cares about fairness and justice. And he doesn't want you to get too drunk because then you can't drive home. But he also wants you to have a good time. So it's somewhere in the middle. I'm okay. hearing like six percent, five and a half, six percent. Let's go to six and a half. Okay. Six and a half. Okay. So great. we're we're at six and a half now. So um, something we can do is see: <laughs> do we want to impart any other flavors into this? And uh, Heath, if you're looking at the show notes, there there is a uh, link to an ingredients and description yeah. sheet. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in that. Uh, so the uh, first tab there is the grain Grains. sheet. Yeah. And uh, there's um, you can you can parse through this and see uh, is there's any kind of grains there. We don't have to add much to change the flavor without altering the ABV too much. Um, so like we're we're doing a we're doing a or a saison here. Um, so uh, the the base recipe is thirty two ounces of pilsner. 8 ounces of wheat malt, and uh, 24 ounces of Vienna malt. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it, is there any kind of flavor you're looking to get out of this beer? Can we make it taste more like a cider <laughs> so I would enjoy it? <laughs> so, uh, I think in this case, we'd want to maybe dial back on the Vienna malt a little bit okay. and go with All a right. little more on the Pilsner. What do you think, Keeks? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that Vienna is going to be like a little bit of a darker malt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas no, p- dark, is, gonna, dark is bad. Dark is yeah. bad. <laughs> the Pilsner malt is going to be uh, lighter and kind of crisper and more easy drinking, I would say. Okay, so we're going to dial back the Vienna malt. Uh, we're going to try this first to about 20 ounces. And let's dial up the Pilsner a bit from 32 ounces to... Um, 36. So uh, what the description gives now is it's uh, flavors of citrus, floral, and herb highlight a high-strength, 
deep gold saison or saison uh, that is standard bodied and hoppy. So um, yeah, we're we're pulling back quite a bit on the malt, and uh, the pilsner, uh, like he said, is going to give us a more easy drinking beer here. Uh, we can dial back a little further if you want to on the malt and up the pilsner a little more if you want. No, I would I would order that beer. Okay. So, okay, so where we are now is we're at a 6.5% ABV, uh, 25 international bittering units, so it's a little bit of a bitter beer, but not too bitter, and uh, it's 6 on SRM, and uh, if you haven't pulled that up yet, Heath, uh, in the notes, we have a reference chart for SRM that'll show you just the color of the beer. Oh, oh, yeah, let me take a look at that. It's a 6? Yep. All right, all right. Okay, so that, that uh, looks like something I would drink. Okay, let's move on to the hops then. Uh, so by default, um, the uh, the recipe here calls for 0.4 ounces of summit as bittering, 0.2 ounces of saz as the flavor, and 0.2 ounces of saz as the aroma. And uh, we've got another tab on the ingredient sheet. Mm-hmm. That uh, explains the hops. Now, are you looking for something maybe a little sweeter here, a little more bitter? Uh, yeah, add as much uh, as much citra as you can. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. So now, if we're looking for sweet, uh, Keeks, what do you think, citra or amarillo here? I mean, neither is sweet. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I would say, am I am I currently making the worst beer known to man? No, because Uh, there are definitely there are definitely there are definitely like sweeter beers. I would say sit. So like, are you what kind of sweetness are you thinking? Because citrus is more like tropical flavor, so it's like pineapple-y, like Mm. mango, and kind of what what's the other one? Amarillo. Uh, Amarillo is going to be basically like an IPA hop. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. An really? IPA hop. Okay. <laughs> well, this is this could be interesting, but it could be really good. Uh, so let's or really bad. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's no such thing. There are beers that are good that we make here, and beers that are great. If this is merely good, <laughs> that's fine. So great. do we want we want to add some you want to add the, some the great the great thing about a Zuvio beer is you can pretend you never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we wanna what was it you wanted to add again? The Amarillo. Amarillo. You wanted to add Amarillo, which is hilarious. <laughs> Why is that hilarious? <laughs> because you like sweet stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I but this is not going in a sweet direction anyway, so. Well, it's going more like, it's it's not necessarily going not in a sweet direction for beer. Like, citrus floral is sweet-ish for beer. <laughs> yeah, Vesuvio's not sweet. He's a, okay. Okay. he's a law enforcement officer. So, you're, you're thinking he's got, he's exhibiting a tough exterior in this Amarillo, uh, but there is yeah, a little bit of a sweet it's, it's undertone like it's, it's there. It's not as tough once you actually get it. Okay, so we're going to add some Amarillo into the flavor stage? Yeah. Okay. 
Let's add. Okay, so we've got 0.1 ounces in there, which is now described as a hoppy deep gold saison. It's a normal bodied high ABV with citrus, herb, and stone fruit notes. I would order it off of a menu. Okay. Uh, do we want to add more Amarillo? <laughs> do we want to add anything to the bittering, to the flavor? Uh, Keeks, uh, any ideas here? <sighs> Great question. Can, can we just can we add one unjust removal from a feature film? <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in dry hops phase. Yeah, okay, that's right. <laughs> cool. As long as that gets in there somewhere, that's really important to this particular beverage. What uh, what options do we have? I'm not watching the live stream. So what uh you're asking for the the flavor? So I mean we can modify bittering Portions. flavor or aroma here. Um I would do some saz on the aroma if that's an I'm option. Sorry. Is someone sniffing this beer? <laughs> I, it's an important part yes. of beer, yeah. It's an important oh, part no. of the beer. It it definitely is not. <laughs> It, it is. It's called the nose. Oh, no. Um, it's, and it's so it's, stupid. It's, That's so stupid. Not, no. You know, why, you know why it's not stupid? Have you ever had, um, I'm going to bring it down to your cider level. And okay. since you like bourbon, have you ever had a bourbon barrel aged cider? Maybe. Okay. When you smell a bourbon barrel aged cider, it smells like fucking bourbon. It smells right. like straight Except- ass whiskey. And you're like, why? oh, my God. It's not like I'm going to be able to drink this. And then you have some. Why are you sniffing your drinks instead of drinking your drinks? It's the you're wrong orifice. No, you're he, doing both. You it's cannot avoid. Yeah, you cannot avoid drinking a beer without getting the aroma of the beer. Oh, you sure can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sure can. And I sure have done it many times. Anyway, I'm not a beer snob. So it's it's not about being a beer snob. No, it's the same. No, the same I, shit. like I, you I smell did, your food did, before I, you eat it. Do you not? Right. So I also did, I also did not mean snob in a bad way. So <laughs> let, let let me rephrase it this way. So aroma on a beer is like texture in food. Yeah. Except no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Here's why it like really he, you're is not. so contrarian and I love it so no. much. Here here's why it really is not. You can drink a beer without taking in the aroma. You cannot eat a food without taking in the texture of the food. You're not a wine drinker, <gasps> are you? No. Okay. <laughs> I think yeah. wine drinkers would understand us a little more at this point. Fine. Yeah. It's fine. Sorry. It's fine. Well, and like part of it is that like both the flavor and the smell um, are going to change as the beer changes temperature. Mm-hmm. Same with wine. Um, and that's another part of I mean, when you stick the thing is, if you're drinking beer out of like a proper vessel for your beer, you're going to stick your nose in first. Yeah. Like a Saison is usually served in uh Kind of like a rose petal glass is basically what it's called, where it's like got a big bulb at the bottom and a, and it opens more at the top. So and you, but you're not going to fill it all the way up to the top. You're going to fill it about three quarters of the way, so that when you go in to drink it, your nose goes in before yeah. you get any of the beer. But yeah, and I that's mean, the only reason we make that. We yeah, make that with with beer. But that seems so pointless. I mean, it's not pointless. <laughs> I mean, sure, but everything we do in niche, uh... Just drink the fucking beer! 
I mean, everything we do in niche entertainment and hobbies is ultimately pointless, but okay, it still yeah. gives you some value. I mean, like, with beer... Life, life is fucking pointless. <laughs> really, if we really get down to it... <laughs> but Fatalist Teeth has come out to play. <laughs> We're going to get him in touch what with I Nihilist said, Arby's. Saz. I think it should get some Saz hops. <laughs> Okay, uh, on the aroma? aroma. Okay. Make, make this beer smell however the fuck you want it to smell, because oh, yeah. I don't care about the smell of the beer at all. Yeah. He... The sass is going to be like a spicier. Okay. Like herbal, almost. Cool. So, cool. Uh, it... like a fall scented candle. <laughs> Keeks, sure. are you going to celebration by any chance? I, of course, am. Allegedly, what? if I'm not in Europe. <laughs> okay. Uh, you and I need to. Bring Heath to some uh, some breweries out in Chicago. You need to bring your Pico thing to Celebration and make this beer for me and make me me smell it on video. I mean, if the fermentation period wasn't like five to ten days, I totally would. Okay. No, we will. We got to go get some good Great Lakes for for Heath. Whole. Whole more appreciate smell, I feel like. Okay, our mission at Celebration is to educate <sighs> Heath further in beer. Just I don't want to smell any beers. I just want to drink them. Heath, <laughs> it's part so, of the process. It seems so counterproductive. You're using the wrong sense. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're not drinking out of a bottle and you're drinking out of glass, the first impression of a beer you're going to get is the head and the smell off of it. How are you drinking beer? <laughs> that, that's the first thing you notice. Your what nose you... gets there before your lips do, Heath. It's further away from no. your face. No, it, no. It, it is, just like as a nose. It, it's further away from my face than it is when, my lips are. When I, when, I pour, when I take a glass that is full of something and put it to my mouth, it doesn't then have to also pass the nose before going into the thing that it's already connected to. What I'm hearing he says he's missing like a whole other part of drinking. He really is. And this is tragic. He's missing on a whole great aspect of it. I'm having a great time. I don't. <laughs> and Heath at Celebration will show you how to have an even better time. That's no. right. No. Okay. Sniffing drink sounds so boring. I don't want to do it. I really don't. <laughs> You're sorry. missing out, my friend. And we I'm will show you a better more, way. I'm sure. Peace, I'm peace sure you're all today. having a great time with it. But I'm having a great time without it, and intend to continue doing so. Okay. So. <laughs> so, what does this beer smell like? At this point, we are currently at a medium bodied, strong uh, Saison with this deep gold hoppy amber that or hoppy beer that features flavors of citrus, herb and scents of stone fruit. Shall we move to the dry hops? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Before we do that, um, the yeast that's going to be used on this pickle pack is uh, Bell Saison. Uh, it lists the, uh, attenuation rate and the temperature range you want to brew at. Keep that in mind when you're using your Pico brew, uh, to make this and just keep your fermentation keg in a place that, uh, is temperature controlled. So now off to the dry hops. Do we want to add any flavors 
or any hoppy flavors to our secondary hops phase? I don't think so, but because we're going for more of a traditional saison here than a hop saison. Yeah. So I do think that uh, the way we have it, we have it um, set now is pretty dang good for a saison. Agree. Do you he- agree, Heath? <laughs> or would you like to disagree? As long as I don't have to smell it, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Heath, we're going to have so much fun with you at Celebration. Oh, yes. we, we sure are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in that case... We are, we have this made. Uh, we'll have this recipe posted uh, on TashiStation.net on the uh, post for this podcast episode. So if you've got a Pico C at home, you can use uh, your account with Pico Brew to make this. And uh, this will be the next one I order up. This is going to be ordered up along with the uh, Big's Dark Clyder Imperial Defector Stout. Those will be Woo. the next two uh, brews we uh, make here. Wait, did we name this one? Oh, we do need to name this one. Heath, Heath, what do we name this? Oh, fuck. It's on. Oh, no. Uh, uh, so it's a Saison, and it's like fruity, and it's Zuvio. I'm trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, the, oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> this is so much pressure. What, what would you want people to know about Zuvio? That he was wronged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think we could name it the Zuvio was wrong Saison, but that's yes, just me. Yes, 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 yes. Perfect. The, the Zuvio was wrong Saison. The Zuvio Wait. was wrong Saison. Either that or the justice for Zuvio Saison. Because that, that's more like forward thinking. Okay, the justice for Zuvio Saison. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Let's save this. And we're set. Uh, That Pico Pack is made. Again, listeners, if you would like to get this Pico Pack for your Pico Brew, we have the recipe on TashiStation.net. Look for this episode show post, and you can make this yourself. Heath. Yes. Do you have a good time? I did. Are we answering these questions? We are going to answer these questions. Let's do that. Okay, so we do have some questions from listeners. Uh, we're going to start off with Show Who asks, who do you think will be the standout in next year's Women's World Cup? Keeks. Lindsay Horan. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Lindsay Horan has looked really good. That was actually the name I was thinking of there. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay Horan, if Jill starts, or uh, Rose Lavelle has looked uh, incredible. I don't know... Yeah, I mean, I'm biased. I think some of the Aussies are looking really, really good as well. Um, and as always, watch out for France. Um, Henri is just a fucking beast. But I think as far as uh, as far as real standouts, I think Lindsay Horan's going to 
tear shit up. <laughs> yeah. And I, I will say, uh, just for the record, uh, Pino remains my Patronus. Yeah, Pino's great. All I'm hard not to Pino. say that, but I'm just telling. I'm just I saying mean, that. <laughs> I know we've got some Portland-Seattle rivalry here, but come on, it's Pino. Man, yeah, and I think I think Tobin's going to look... She's just been playing out of her fucking I mean, mind. Uh, and for, she's been healthy. So. Forever and a half, Tobin Heath has just been low-key one of my favorite contributors to the U.S. Women's National Team. She's just like... Very, very enjoyable to watch. I mean, between between her and Rose and Pino taking corners and set pieces, we are in great shape. <laughs> mm, yeah. There was a lot of great say. set piece delivery. <laughs> yeah, there. it's uh, it's it's all very good. But good question show. I'm I know that was had a big um, thorns feel to it, but also the thorns of some of the best players in the women's national team. No I, I, <laughs> I want to dispute this, but I can't. I know. It's just true. It, it is. Uh, she also <laughs> asks, what would you name the Seattle soccer team or uh, Seattle hockey team? The Seattle hockey team, not the totems. God, anything but the totems. Um, I like bring back the Metropolitans if you want to. Uh, my personal favorite is the Seattle passing aggressives. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I'm like something to do with like. The whales. Something I was just going to say, islands. if any team is going to reclaim the whalers, it should mm-hmm. be Seattle. Not not opposed to that, even. Mm-hmm. But seriously, really fucking anything other than totems. Yep. Don't do that. Uh, let's see. Um, Diana asks, general thoughts on the CONCACAF Women's World Cup quals. <laughs> That is just like, is that a big softball question for us? It's it's, I, it's ending up the way that it always ends up. I, I mean, Diana, the US in the finals. Yeah, Diana is uh, a member of our Toshi Station Network Patreon uh, contributor Slack channel. And yeah, she knows this is a softball question for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, I hate Jill Ellis is my thoughts about the qualifiers and she wasn't supposed to be here for the next world cup so i don't care if she won this world cup i'm allowed to have contrarian am am i wrong for feeling she's a little jürgen klinsman-y in the way she constructs her rosters and it kind of rubs me the wrong way she is that's totally like a fair assessment i i just like don't understand the choices that she makes for the most part i mean she can do whatever she wants obviously we're letting her do whatever she wants but i just i i feel like, like she's constantly bailed out by the talent of her players than her tactics yeah, i think that's right i i agree with that uh okay so uh baseball playoff rooting thoughts since i have no horse in the race and heath's horse is out red Sox. wow <laughs> wow. wow it's true but wow uh, I, I'm rooting for yeah. chaos, whatever chaos may present itself okay. as. Yeah, I'm, rooting, I'm also rooting for chaos as long as it also results in heartbreak for the Red Sox. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I hope the Red Good Sox. Talk. I hope I hope the Red Sox make the World Series, but then lose Game Seven on a walk off. Oh, oh, that's Stop. brutal. Talk about it. Ouch. That's, that's what I. That's my rooting allegiance right now. 
Okay, uh, Heath, what yes. sport would Zuvio excel at, and it can't be all of them? Well, that's a bullshit question, because it would be all of them. Okay, so. but you have to pick one. Lacrosse. Lacrosse! Great vision. Would he be a defender? Would he have, like, the long stick? No, he would be the goalie, and no one would ever score any goals. Yeah, okay, great. And great. Diana's final question, would you drink candy corn beer? Diana, what is what is wrong with you? No, no well, one would drink that. It sounds so sweet. It sounds way too sweet for me. God. So I will say yes, but Ew, only for Brian, si- but only no. for science, and I'd probably hate it. Yeah, I mean, I would drink it, but Brian, like not by choice. Brian, that should be the question. There are professional scientists who do that shit, so you don't have to. Yes, but I have a beer podcast <laughs> now, and it's a thing I do. It's true. Should we go to Nancy's question? Yes. Uh, this is a great one. Favorite sports book? Oh, God. Uh, that is a good... Do you guys have one? Oh, I, I do, yeah. Yeah, go, uh, Heath. I have, a I, mean, few, go, I have a few. I'm just trying to pick which one. You know, it's a hard I mean, question. Uh, for me, I'm going to go... I mean, this is a totally cliche answer, but uh, Moneyball by Michael Lewis, because it yeah. changed the way that I looked at uh sort of player evaluation and it taught me to look beyond the cliches of sports and look into the sort of deeper underlying metrics of how everything works yes can can agree with that also my favorite sports book if you uh if you haven't read it and you have any interest in statistics or economics or anything vaguely like that even if you're not a math person you'll enjoy it you'll enjoy it more than you enjoyed the movie probably despite brad pitt yeah like (sighs) ignore anything joe morgan said about moneyball moneyball is not about sitting back and waiting for the three-run home run Mm -mm. moneyball is all about finding inefficiencies in sport and exploiting them yeah, I read it as uh, an econ undergrad because it was super fitting, and I did my uh, I did my <laughs> senior thesis and continuing study on uh, on baseball. So, <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! I have to talk to you more about this. Yeah, it was great. I am totally um, gonna hit you up later to talk more about that. <laughs> great, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have a favorite sports book, Heath? Um. I will say The Soul of Baseball by Joe Posnanski. It's oh, about yes. um, Buck O'Neill and how he, even though he was wronged deeply by the Baseball Hall of Fame, was just like the most delightful human being until the end of his days. Uh, I, I mean, that book is just, that book's brilliant. I mean, it restores my faith in humanity yeah, every I time mean, I read it. it. it and I've read it like seven times. Yeah, it's about Buck O'Neill who, and Buck O'Neill is just, low-key one of the greatest figures in baseball ever and it's written by in, joe in humanity ever <laughs> I, really. I, I will actually agree i i will totally agree with that and it's written by joe posnanski which who for Who's me is the, is one of the greatest sports writers of the last hundred years yep uh yeah great choice um nancy also asks favorite sports movie space jam <laughs> Space Jam. Okay. I mean, that's an excellent choice. Like, 
I'm a I'm a little younger than you guys too, so Space Jam. It's an <laughs> excellent choice. I will say the same. Although Sa- Sandlot is also an incredible oh, choice. Sandlot is great. Um. Oh boy. What about you, Brian? I know we were just ragging on the Moneyball movie, but I actually did like the Moneyball movie. Oh, I a loved lot. it. I I have no. I'm sorry. I wasn't actually ragging on it. I I'm I mean just the book is better. Not- it's so it like it's not a film adaptation of the book. No, it's um, just not. Right. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I've never seen it. So, oh, you should go see it. It's great. Nor have I read the book. You should do both. Uh, you, I, yeah, you definitely I, should do both. I mean, it's they're they're it's it's a great baseball film and book. Um, and every time I watch it, I always forget that Chris Pratt was Scott Hatterberg in it. Yeah. Wait. What? Yes. Right. Oh, okay, I'm downloading this right now. <laughs> no. Exactly. Oh, it's great. No, no. I haven't seen it in forever. This is just making me want to see it, watch it again. I, I went with a friend of mine when it came out, and oh. it was just it, it was this beautifully written film. Um, it really is that I it it, it strips away all of the numerical. Um, underpinnings of Moneyball and just focuses on uh, Billy Bean, the person. And it was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I mean, I I wasn't shitting on Brad Pitt. I think he was a very good Billy Bean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're being real. (laughs) But uh, yes, Heath, uh, Chris Pratt was Scott Hatterberg in Moneyball. Yeah. If you Google Scott Hatterberg, the first image that shows up is Chris Pratt. Yep. As Scott Hatterberg. Yep. Okay, and final question uh, from Nancy: What would Luke think of Zuvio, and vice versa? Oh no! Oh God! Uh, um, uh, Luke, as a wise and noble Jedi, would appreciate Zuvio's adherence to justice in all yeah. cases. Commitment to yeah. uh, the just law. He 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 would kind of like look at Zuvio and be like, "I got you. I see you." I see what you're doing for the law, and I get it. Um, Zuvio would look at Luke and be like, oh, you think you're special because you're a famous <laughs> Jedi? Like, you still have to, like... One of the only Jedi left. You still have to obey the speed limit here in Nima Outpost, and that's that. Um, yeah, I think... I think Zuvio looking at Luke would be more of like, uh, yeah, I know, I know who you are. <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it. You're like, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, what I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. Like, I've heard of you, but also, have you read the laws around here? Because you need to follow them. And An amazing take. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, think- and not dissimilarly. And you can answer this for Zubio as well if you like. But Shannon at Shannonjoy asks, uh, what drink would Luke drink? And I'm like, something like cidery, something sweet, something delicious. I'm not thinking anything like hardcore. I'm just thinking of something that's like. Here's the thing. He'd be a cider, but he'd be like a really basic cider, like an angry orchard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He he's like he's like he's like oh what what have I heard of that also I can drink easily, and it's an angry orchard cider. 
Oh, man, shots fired. Poor Luke. <laughs> Are we talking he, about what Luke would drink? Yeah, he's so pure. That's so, exactly what he would drink. For me, I think he would be like a summer shandy of some sort. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Okay. I think I think we we all might be saying the same thing. Yeah, he think- he he'd be that great that grapefruit beer that's like five percent al- or like three percent alcohol. Three yeah, percent alcohol, God, mostly lemonade. That. Yeah. 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 Either that's- that, either that, or an angry orchard cider. <laughs> or- <laughs> Or or a Krabby's ginger beer. <laughs> oh, and and on Krabby's ginger beer, the non-alcoholic drink is that non-alcoholic? I have no it, idea. It's alcoholic. Oh, it's like slightly alcoholic. Yeah, it's like, alcoholic right. in the mo- only the most technical of senses. <laughs> yeah, uh, Heath, do you have shit to plug? Not really. <laughs> you do. You're on podcast. I'm on a podcast. It's called Rogue Padron. Uh, we are at Rogue Padron. We are silly, and we're reading through the X-Wing books and some other silly books in between. Um, you should follow us. And I am at Heath G. Williams. D as in dog. Heath spelled, like, Heath spelled like the dead actor. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Keeks, you guys up to anything over in Book Wars Pod right now? Oh, as always, we're just posting away we that that is uh what we try to do is at least post one pot a week so um we are we just started um canto bite so that is very exciting i think there are like four or five novellas in there so it's very uh very exciting stuff we're all jazzed and um we're reading the the second theron next i think so we're all very excited for that um but but stay tuned um, all the usual shit from Book Wars Pod at Book Wars Pod. I'm at It's Keeks on Twitter. Easy shit. And Brian, how about the Tashi Station Network and etc.? Well, I mean, the Tashi Station Network is home to all of the podcasts that we uh, host <laughs> over at TashiStation.net. Um, yesterday we posted a new TSR, the first ever TSR that we ex- that we slapped the explicit tag on. Uh, and you can listen to that episode to see why. Um, as for some other thing, things we're up to, uh, we've got a new mouse droid coming up soon. Uh, we're recording another TSR this weekend. Uh, we'll be talking about Resistance. Um, there's a uh, new Vorkosa cast that Nancy recorded. Just subscribe to the Toshi Station Network mega feed to get all of our shows. It's all good shit. It is good shit. Fantastic shit. The best shit. The the, fa- the fantasticest shit. That's right. All right. And uh, you can find me on Twitter with uh, Lane Winry. Uh, and hey, let's wrap things up here. The Tashi Station Brewhouse is brought to you in part by uh, our Patreon subscribers. Head to, over to patreon.com slash Tashi Station to support this show and the others on our network. Uh, $1 gets you in on the Patreon. Uh, uh, Patreon exclusive Slack team, where you can uh, talk to us, submit questions, which many of uh, the previous segments' questions came from, and uh, just generally hang out. Uh, you can find this show on the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now Spotify. And we have our own dedicated Tashi Station Brew House feeds on Tashi Station or on um, iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play and Spotify. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll announce soon uh, who will be joining us next month for the next Toshi Station Brew House. So long, everyone. Pew, 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 pew. Wait. (laughs)
No, wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.